Okay, everyone, this is part two. Apparently, I got cut off the last video. So, we were talking about how God is not playing with us when it comes to sin. I have been going on about how I was studying in the book of Jeremiah in chapter seven, in particular, about how God feels about the fact that Israel and Judah for the one millionth time is not getting the memo that you should have no other gods before me. God had been saying that he has sent prophet after prophet day after day again and again, but they refused to listen to him. And also I was saying about how, how God has feelings, you know, he does. And as I'm studying and I'm just hearing God's sorrow and all of this as he's hammering down his righteous judgment against Israel. The bottom line to this lesson is that I just want to bring us to the aware awareness that yes, God is deity. He is almighty God, but he got feelings too. And you know, and sometimes I can hear him in his feelings. Okay. I can say that God is in his feelings. And, and I say that because I just want to go back to chapter three of Jeremiah. And I want to read to you all why I feel that God is in his feeling. Okay. Look, I'm just going to read it to you and, and you, and you, and you let me know if you are feeling the same thing, how I'm feeling. Okay. Chapter three, verse 14. Okay. So now, again, God was going on to Jeremiah just about how unfaithful Israel is and, and how he's sending Nebuchadnezzar from the, from the north, the terror of the north, to come and deal with Israel right in the middle of him pronouncing judgment. Okay, God gives this prophecy, okay? And this prophecy has to deal with um, Jesus' millennial kingdom, when for a thousand years after the battle of Armageddon, when Christ comes with his angels and with us, okay, riding into glory, into the victory, where Jesus touched down on planet earth and set up his literal kingdom on the earth. Because see, at that time, it's going to be peace. It's going to be a population boom. Israel and Judah is finally going to get their act together and it's going to be all love, obedience, righteousness, and everything. So right in the middle of him giving this judgment about King Nebuchadnezzar, God starts, starts to prophesy in verse 14 where he says, Return, faithless people, declares the Lord, for I am your husband. I will choose you, one from one town, two from a clan, and bring you to Zion. Verse 15, Then I will give you shepherds after my own heart. One of them is going to be King David. Okay? Who will lead you with knowledge and understanding in those days. Those days is that millennium um, kingdom, okay? And those days when your numbers have increased greatly in the land, declares the Lord, men will no longer say the ark of the covenant of the Lord. It will never enter their minds or be remembered. It will not be missed, nor will another one be made because uh, apparently during this millennial reign, all the the things 
of, of the old way of doing things and the, the old way of worshiping, and especially with this Ark of the Covenant for them in the, in the Old Testament, God says that those things won't even be miss, missed. As a matter of fact, they won't even be remembered. So that's some inside heaven information right there. Okay, so now look. Let's see, verse 17. At that time, they will call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all nations will gather in Jerusalem to honor the name of the Lord. No longer will they follow the stubbornness of their evil hearts. Verse 18. In those days, the house of Judah would join the house of Israel, and together they would come from a northern land to the land I gave your forefathers as, as an inheritance. Verse 19, I myself said, how gladly, because you see, let, let me just um, stop right there just for a moment. So as we can see, God was prophesizing that in the days when the millennial kingdom is in full effect on this earth, you know, people are going to come up to Jerusalem because see, Jerusalem is going to be the centerpiece of the earth. It's going to be raised up on a hill and all the nations um, of, of the earth is going to stream to Jerusalem to come to worship the Lord. They are going to be taught by King David, by us, because the church, you know, we're going to be ruling and reigning with Christ. So it's going to be a time of fellowship, a time of learning, a time of obedience that God the Father has been trying to get us to follow this whole time. But that is going to be such a tranquil time. That's going to be when the, the lion lay down with the lamb, where now the, the, the animal kingdom and, and, and the human race are going to be on one accord. Judah and Israel are going to finally get their act together. Oh, it's going to be a wonderful time. So right in the midst of, of the father, issuing out this decree of, of wrath upon Israel and Judah, right in the middle of that, he sticks in this prophecy. Oh, that's, that's some good news, okay? So now, okay, so he finished with the prophecy. So now he picks back up in verse 19. And this is where I felt that God was in his feelings because he's He's issuing out this, this judgment. You know, he's breathing fire. He's mad, okay? He's mad. But then, like I said, in the middle of that, he he, fond, he fond, fondly, okay, looks towards the future and insert this, this prophecy. And I could just see God just sitting back, just reminiscing because, you know, he knows the beginning from the end. So, so he... So God could look at the beginning and he could look at the end in fond memory, right? So after he says that prophecy, and I get to see him just slumping back in his throne like, it's going to be a good time then. But for right now, not so good. And look, and he picks up in verse 19. I myself said, how gladly would I treat you like sons and give you a desirable land, the most beautiful inheritance of any nation. I thought you would call me father. That just brought buckets of tears to my eyes because he's like, 
I thought after all of this, after this wonderful land I gave it to y'all as an inheritance, how I brought y'all up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, how I delivered y'all from from Pharaoh, how I I brought your forefathers through that that desert, that wilderness, um, where for forty years they did not lack anything. And now for you all to come over here into the promised land, the best inheritance of this world, I gave it to you all. If only y'all would just call me father. Come on, y'all. That that gotta break your heart. I'm sorry. If that don't break your heart, then your heart is made of stone. I'm sorry. Okay. Look, he says, I thought you will call me father and not turn away from following me. Verse 20. But like a woman unfaithful to her husband, you have been unfaithful to me, O house of Israel, declares the Lord. Y'all, like I said, if y'all don't feel the father behind that, if y'all don't feel his feelings, God is crying out. He's like, all I want is for you all to call me Father, to see me as your God, to follow me, because I'm not going to lead you astray, unlike the devil and his bales, okay? They are going to lead you straight to the lake of fire. So I'm trying to prevent all of that by letting you know that I'm your God. You're my people. I have this land for you. I, I routed out those, those Amalekites. I routed out the, um, the Canaanites and all those other Ittites and whatnot, you know. And um, I just need y'all to listen to me, to follow me. And this is what he's saying today. That is why... God put in my heart this ministry, this ministry about repentance, okay? The Father wants us to turn from our sinful ways, to leave aside our wicked ways, stop sinning, okay? And listen to Him and be, and, and be obedient to Him. You know, don't, don't just worship Him out of um, duty, you know, worship him in truth and, and out of your heart. You know, you know, we really need to start to see God as a God that has feelings, okay? And they're real and they are justified. They're justified. Now, look, like I said before, God is not blind to anything, okay? He sees the devil. He knows what the devil is doing. He's up to his same tricks from the garden, you know, trying to get people to, to, to doubt God, to make them think that God is keeping something from them, you know, and, and putting out there all these other false religions because they all stem back from Nimrod and his wife, Samaris. So, so whether they call this one the Queen of Mary, I mean, the, the Queen of Heaven or um, Isis, or Horus, or Tammuz, I mean, whatever it is, okay, those are all pagans, okay, those are, those are devils and, and demons that these people are worshiping, okay, so, 
since he knows all of this, this is why he don't even want us to flirt with sin, okay? It's like, if, if we know something um, will not be viewed in God's sight as good, we ought not to participate in it. We can't flirt with sin. We we can't we can't play around with it. It's it's deadly, okay? It is so deadly. And look, we can have a good time in the Lord, okay? Okay, okay. We don't always have to be at the club every single day, um, every single weekend. We don't have to drink everybody up under the table in order to have a good time. Okay, you know, we we got to take this more serious than we have been. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have to take this more serious because I'm telling you, Jesus is on his way. And we do not, we do not, we do not want to be caught without Jesus by our side when God comes with his wrath. It's not going to look good for us. We're not, okay? So we have to think about right now, in this present time, we have to look at eternity because people, we are not going to live forever, okay? And God is sending his, he's sending out his messengers once again to let people know, Come out of your sin. Stop sinning. Put on Christ. Let me tell you, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here we go. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they condemned the world to sin. Okay? And now since sin, <clears throat> excuse me, since sin came into the world, death was issued for every person born thereafter. Okay. So... God had to do something about sin, and he had to do something about death, okay? So God himself and the person of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, came to this world in the body of sinful man, okay? He came in the likeness of a man to die on the cross for our sins, okay? And based on his death, burial, and resurrection, we can now have forgiveness of sin, meaning that God took out his full, complete wrath on Jesus, okay? Jesus took on our punishment that was rightly due to us because why? God said that the wages of sin is death, and if you break his laws, then um, you will be condemned to death, okay? So now, since Jesus died on the cross for our sins, enabling us now to be reconciled back to the Father, to have our sins forgiven, to now not have God's wrath upon us. We can now commit our lives in, in thankfulness and in gratitude for what Jesus done. He stepped out of deity so that we can have the opportunity to get this right before he comes again, okay? Because if we are found outside of this bodysuit without Christ, it's not going to look good for us. We will be condemned to hell and then on to the lake of fire. There will be no second chance after this. 
once you dropped this bodysuit and you hadn't made a decision one way or the other, guess what? A decision will be made for you. And it's going to be very unfortunate because it's not God's will for us to perish like that at all. Okay, it's not his perish for us to go to hell. It's not his it's not his will for us to go into the lake of fire. It is not. He wants all of us to join him in heaven at the rapture during the millennial reign of Jesus Christ and then on to eternity with the new heaven and the new Jerusalem. That's his will for us, okay? So the gospel of the good news is that our sins can be forgiven through Christ who died on the cross for our sins. He took the penalty that was due to us upon himself. He appeased God's wrath by dying, okay? And to seal it all up. He rose again from the grave, defeating death. <laughs> he kicked death in the butt, okay? So that we don't have to taste death, separation from God the Father. Jesus did it all for us. He took on God's wrath for us. He died in our place for us, okay? He rose again to let death know you don't win. Where's your sting, death? Where's your victory, death? Jesus went to hell, got them keys, okay? Made an open show in front of Satan and all his demons, okay? And he led captives out of captivity, those who was up in the in the um the upper regions um of, of Hades and 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 Abraham's bosom, okay? He led those Old Testament saints up out of hell, okay? He did all of this. God has done everything that's needed to be done so that our souls can be saved. Now, what we need to do in response to that, and in light of Jeremiah, okay, and what Israel has done and what they are still doing to this day, sadly. However, God has dealt with everything. He has taken care of everything. There is nothing left for him to do. There are no more uh, sacrifices that need to be done. Jesus was, was the last uh, lamb slain. Okay. After that, there's nothing else that needs to be done but what we now need to do. Okay. We need to say, yes, Lord, you right. I'm a sinner. I violated your laws. I was a rebel against you. I sinned against you. You right. I'm wrong. Yes, I will lay down that sinful lifestyle. I will lay down that old man. I would trust in what Jesus did for me at the cross. I will put on the new man who is now clothed in righteousness. I now will live righteous and holy through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is now in my life guiding me and teaching me what Jesus has commanded for us to now how to live in this in this this new righteousness that we are in now our spirits has been regenerated whereas now our spirits are in total alignment with god the father we are in agreement with 
everything he has to say for us to do. And so now we are committed to live a lifestyle of obedience. We may miss the mark every now and again, but we immediately go to the Father, confess that sin, get it out of the way, let the blood of Jesus cleanse us from all unrighteousness and get back on the right track and stay the course until Jesus come. Let us be found being about the Father's business when the Lord comes, okay? Let us keep our hands to the plow. Let us keep trudging along, okay, regardless of the persecution, regardless of the pestilence that's in the world, regardless of this flesh trying to act up, okay, we do not give any provisions to this flesh, you can't trust your flesh, don't think we can play with sin and be like, oh, I got this under control, no, we do not, <laughs> we do not have this under control, that is why the Holy Spirit is our superintendent, if you will. He is our supervisor of the body of Christ to make sure that we are bearing good fruit, okay? We, we are fellowshipping among one another, you know, the body of Christ. Um, Jesus has um, appointed the fivefold ministry, pastor, pastors, prophets, um, evangelists, um, apostles, teachers, and preachers, you know, to, to build us up, okay, and get us ready to meet God. So in the meantime, our mission here is to go out into the world and spread the good news. What I just laid out, what Jesus just laid out for us, what the good news is, and tell somebody. Jesus says, to pull as many sticks out of the fire as you can. So if this YouTube channel can serve as a platform for this, then thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So with that, I'm going to let you all go. And I urge you to read the book of Jeremiah. Okay. Read it with the mindset of God has feelings. Okay. And He's in his feelings. He really is because all he wants, man, come on. He wants us to call him father. He, want, uh, he wants to be our God. And he wants us to be his people, his sons and daughters. That's it. So I say read the book of Jeremiah. Okay. Because see, that way we can keep in mind of... <clears throat> us having a healthy dose of the fear of the Lord, okay? So with that, I'll leave y'all all with that, okay? And go on, walk in wisdom, stop sinning, okay? I say that for me too, because I don't trust this flesh, <laughs> and not for one minute. I don't trust this flesh at all, okay? I love you all, Lord willing, until next time. Bye for now.